Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please refrain from eating or drinking while in the museum. Please remain with your tour guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. Ma'am, could you put the... I get you have super strength. Can you put the expensive display down, please? Welcome back, everyone, to Discontinued on Display. I am Chris, and I'm finally, once again, reunited with the co-owner of my museum, Matt. <laughs> I'm back, everybody. Um, you know, took an episode off. Um, I told them you were some, eating bonbons and kicking you know, back, picking your nose. You took my paid vacation. You know, our, our museum has great benefits, so, we do. you know. 100% um, but, medical coverage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, you know, some real talk here. I was, um, you know, I, I suffer from high anxiety and some depression. Um, January is a rough month for me. I've had some rough, I had a couple rough weeks at work. And so, you know, I, I texted Chris uh, last week. It was like, I am not in the right headspace to talk. I can get on a microphone and babble about, but I'm just not in the right headspace. And he said, no worries. Um you know, let's, you know, I'll find somebody. And so Grace, uh, thank you for filling in as a substitute co-owner of a museum and talking. I'm actually a little bit jealous that you all got to talk about Teen Titans without me, but you know, uh, you know, it happens. It felt, Uh, I felt bad because I was like, I feel like, I don't know if I said this on, I can't remember. It was a blur, but I, I remember thinking, wow, this is a good episode for Matt and he's not here because I'm not the superhero person. That would have been like you talking about like the Golden Girls without me or Clue without me. That would have just been heinous. I'm going to release an individual Golden Girls Clue episode and just like release it on our feed. I would I would come bur- I would get your children out and your wife out because that's not fair. I would burn the house down with you in it and you'd have to try and find your way out. Oh goodness. So, uh, so yes, thank you to you and Grace and, um, you know, for anyone out there that's dealing with mental health issues, like don't be afraid to tell people that you're doing projects with, you know, be honest with them. They're probably more than happy to help cover for you. And I know, I know Casey as well, um, on the beers and ears feed has done the same thing for me on, on multiple occasions. And I've done the same thing for him on multiple occasions. And I would do the same thing for you. You know, it's, it's, we're all just one big happy family here at the Sorcerer Network that takes care of each other's mental health. Correct. And you should always, like Matt said, and not just if you have creative projects, if you're feeling the sads, and I know I say that in a very comical way, and it's not a comical thing, but I'm a comical fellow and I can't. If you're feeling the, the deep feels, don't, don't do what Elsa would do. Do not conceal, don't feel. Share that with somebody. Just put your head on someone's shoulder. Release that. It'll be, you'll feel so much better. And you are not a burden and all that other kinds of stuff. All those other good things. They're very, very Also, um, okay, I I don't mean to get like super dark here, but um, medication's wonderful um, and has really helped me. uh, We are not sponsored by antidepressant medication. No, we aren't. But man, they're great. Uh, Because uh, so normally what would happen at a time like this is I would get like kind of suicidal. 
Whereas, oh my where, god, yeah, like okay, this is this is real talk here. Like that's just that's why I'm on antidepressants. But I know the antidepressants are working because this time I didn't. I just thought like, <laughs> could I just like run away from home, like check into a hotel for like three days? And I'm like, look, it's progress. I'm not wanting. I'm not. I'm not suicidal. I'm wanting to go like just check into a hotel and hide. Of. I wasn't expecting this. What an opening, man! You were you were not expecting to hear the the deep recesses of my mental illness. Oh my god! Um, but I, I and this is something that I've I've tried to be well in working with youth. Um, I volunteer in my church's student ministry. They're just so open about mental health. We've and we've just become so open about it that I just I. I have no problems talking about it. So for me, it's just kind of like, yeah, this is just kind of my life. So yeah, um, that's so yes, medication. Wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm just feeling like I want to go check into my local hotel and hide. There's a Best Western like five minutes from me. I would just go in that Best Western. There's a restaurant attached, the Three Brothers restaurant. This is the strangest PSA to start an episode yeah. with like yeah. this like this like the more you know and <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't know how to segue into this so we're what tv show are we talking about today chris <laughs> we're ta- we're keeping the theme strong we talked about some superheroes last week we're going to talk about a different kind of superheroes this week we are talking about straight up heroes the television series on nbc from 2006 until 2010 which i remember being a really big deal. Now, I never partook in it, and we covered this last time when Matt was eating his bonbons at the Best Western with the two brothers attached, or whatever hotel. Uh, three brothers. There's three, three brothers. There's three of them um, with his an- with his antidepressants and his positive running away attitude. Yes. Um, we talked about this last week. I um, I'm not. I was never a big superhero kid. I, I appreciate them more as an adult, and I've enjoyed. Like I just went and saw uh, Spider Man uh, no, no Way, way Home. home. Whatever yeah. the new one was with all the different Spider-Men in it. Uh, and like I, I find like as an adult, I find them a lot more delightful than I, I did as a kid. But I do remember Heroes. But Matt, you said you actually watched Heroes. Yeah, I did not watch it when it came out, but I watched it like post post it coming out. Oh, okay, fascinating. Um, yeah, I was not a I but I do remember when it came out, it was a huge deal. Like whenever I watched NBC, this was the show they were pushing. Well, wasn't it? Wasn't it like their number one drama in five years that they oh, had like, yeah. the biggest um, drama on TV? Like the first, the first, let me get the stats here. The first season, it was 23 episodes, an average of 14.3 million viewers, which was the highest rating for an NBC drama premiere in five years. Like it in and even the second season held strong and marked, uh, let's see, NBC's sole series among the top 20 ranked programs in total viewership for 2007 to 2008. But the so problem this, with that era was the writer strike. Yeah. And we'll get into many of the problems of this show. But this when this premiered, it was huge. Like it was the show that they were pushing. And I, I, I mean, I remember the countless commercials for it and and also not just commercials but this had i i wrote down the list of of everything else that this uh this also got uh there were magazines action figures tie-in and interactive websites a mobile game a novel clothing um and then there was like more web content and graphic novels that went out for this like this wasn't just like a oh yeah this is our tv show this got to you know your Game of Thrones level where there's yeah. merchandise out for it. And I mean, this got to a huge level 
And but yet where something like Game of Thrones stood the test of time for eight seasons and is still very popular, this fizzled hardcore to the point that it, it ran for four seasons but the fourth season ends in a massive cliffhanger. And then like they've tried to like kind of reboot in some ways, but it seems like they never really recover from that like massive season four cliffhanger. Well, but yes, so, I, I did watch the first season. So I have seen the first season. What I like, so when you mentioned before we recorded that you would watch the first season, but you never went back to it. That happened for a lot of people. There was a dip in their viewership. Not a lot, but still it was, I think, like 15% or something. So like to the corporate world, that's a little bit drastic. But by the time you get to season four, it had dropped by almost half of its viewership. Yeah, like there was nobody watching seasons three and four. And the critics were very harsh on it. Like it, it was it was very much uh, uh, the critical reception were... Uh, I, 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 this is my... my uh, Los Angeles Times quote, even just a half an hour in, it's difficult not to wish everyone would just lighten the heck up. <laughs> and the, I find that so funny that like the critics were getting so harsh on it in that last season because the season before is when they won an Emmy Award. Yeah. They'd been nominated for Emmys every season. Season three, they win an award. Season four, they get canceled. It it went it went downhill quick. So I, I want to focus in a little bit on what what makes the first season so cool and what this. So first of all, I mean the the cast is is top notch. Like you've got um, Hayden Panettiere or Panettiere. Is it Panettiere? Panettiere. Sorry, I I Panettiere. I, 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 reading's hard. Hayden Panettiere's. <laughs> um, Milo. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. The guy Great. that's on This Is Us. Um, and in a bunch of other stuff. Um, Ali Larder was in this. Don't um, you mean a la la <laughs> Zachary a Quinto was in this. Um, a a, a, a Dynamens is a, what did he call her? What did, I, do you know I what know. I'm talking about? The Idina Menzel thing where about. what's his, where Grease Lightning. Oh yeah. Uh, where John Travolta like butchered Adina Menzel's yeah. name like really badly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. I remember I was watching that Oscars, which I usually don't watch the Oscars, but for whatever reason I was watching that one and I wasn't like super paying attention, but I remember hearing that I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Who's singing this? <laughs> oh, it's Adina Menzel. That makes way more sense. Um, but there was a ton of other like pretty uh, major names, like people that are still relevant today. Absolutely. And um, my favorite is Allie Larder because she is Brooke Wyndham from Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes she is that's why you I are correct but my and the, didn't we have a no i'm thinking of somebody else i had a conversation with the actress who i can never remember her name who played um chutney that we're not going down that rabbit hole we'll be here all day but then the other thing is i i noticed in the cast is jack coleman who is also very famous for being on another show that got canceled and had a huge cliffhanger for multiple characters. So I'm blaming him. I think he just has bad luck attached to him. He was in Dynasty, like the original Dynasty. Oh, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. the bad remake. He was in the OG one with Joan Collins and John Forsyth and played one of their kids. Um, and that show ended after eight seasons without, like, they didn't know it was ending. And they, like, put several characters in life or death situations and... Oof. 
We might circle back to Dynasty. I think okay. we should personally. Okay. But... Yeah. I, I feel like you want to talk more about it. But... I mean, we can. It's it's a it's a thing of its own. But I've again, that's a rabbit hole. But that was something that made me laugh when I was doing research. Is that there is another actor on the series who was on another very popular series that ended in a very similar jarring. But wait, what happens now? Situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and you start to look at like all the people that came in on this, and there were a lot of big names attached to this. And I mean, it makes sense. Um, you know, fourteen point three million viewers at that time, huge. Um, it, and it was a cool show. Like they, because again, we have we have to put this in context. This is before superheroes are are the thing. You know, Iron Man is not out. The MCU doesn't exist. The DCEU doesn't exist. Iron this Man is, came out during this. No, no, no Iron Man. It was uh, 2009 was Iron Man. 2008, get your facts straight. Sorry, 2008. Um, so like when this when this hits, when the first season hits, you know, the superhero genre is still the, you know, you've got Sp- the original Spider-Man trilogy, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. You've got the X-Men trilogy out there, but those are very campy films, so to speak. I think you could describe them as more campy. Um, whereas, you know, the modern day superhero movie is a little bit more serious. Did you see Spider-Man? Um, no Way Home? Yes. Like, it was campy as all get out. And it has a ser- it has a serious ending. But I mean, the number of the, the I love you, thank you bit. Like, I mean. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay. Campy in the way that. So the MCU and, and the DCEU have updated comic book costumes to make it more like okay this is actually what it would look like whereas uh you know like if you look at the original spider-man sam raimi spider-man with toby mcguire and you look at green goblin's outfit like it's a campy green goblin outfit like it looks cartoony and that's fine i'm not upset about that but then you fast forward to amazing spider-man and you can tell they're trying to like update his Green Goblin look mm-hmm. and make it more like realistic. So the fact that this was like a serious, you know, that this was a serious take. This wasn't, you know, super campy. It it was a, you know, serious, um, you know, superhero story. And it wasn't your normal superhero story where it wasn't, you know, one person who discovered, you know, goes through the journey of having powers and all this other stuff. It was this group of people that were discovering they had powers and really keeping it hidden from the world that, it, you know, usually what happens is there's, there's this, you know, public display of whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then everyone figures out about this hero and the hero becomes popular or not popular. You know, it, it, it didn't follow that. And it was, it was, done in this like noir it was meant to be a little bit more darker and again like the spider-man movies and the x-men movies didn't have that dark tone it had this happy tone whereas this had more of a serious tone so I, I get why people were drawn to it because that wasn't really a genre that we were saturated with i think if nbc were to try to do heroes now it would just get lost oh gosh. in all yeah all we're of getting ahead super- of it but i don't think they could redo this at this point. No, it, it's 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 you're the market is so saturated with with hero content. There's no way. So like the first season was just really, really cool. And and even like the fact that Ali Larder's character was the one that had super strength. 
usually super strength is something that a male character has. So like the fact that she's Brooke Wyndham, of course she has super strength. Brooke Wyndham, uh, you know, super strength. Um, so, and that, that was like really groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, the first season's very, very good. It's no wonder that this show took off because it's, it's very, very cool. And even to a point of like the, um, uh, Hiro Nakamura, um, the office worker, you know, Asian guy who can, I believe, manipulate space time or something like that. His character, like he's this really innocent guy that discovers these powers. And now he has this power to affect the space time continuum. Like every scene with him in it, just just it feels he acts it so well. The actor does very, very well. Just a, like that first season, just well done. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. So now we have to look at though what was the what 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 were what were the issues with it? Um, do you, what do you feel like from your standpoint of having watched season one? I imagine you must have felt there were issues to not continue. So I feel like there are certain TV shows where people come up with a great season of TV Mm -hmm. and that's it. Absolutely. I have another example of this and let's see if you agree with me. Once upon a time. Oh my God. Yeah. Is the perfect example of this. The first season was amazing. Is this so cool original story that there was a curse put on the fairy tale land to that they were cursed to this world and it's our world and they're trying to get people to remember who they are and it's interwoven in this story that first season is oh man is it good ooh wee then after that i'm not saying there are not good moments in that show but i mean they they fix the problem at the end of season one and then they have to make new problems is the problem. Yeah. And, and the problem is the same problem over and over again. <laughs> it's, Oh no, there's another curse. Oh no. Well, and then they just have to try and keep bringing in, in the, in their situation, characters who like are going to get attention. Like, Oh, now we have Cruella. Oh no, Elsa's here. Like it was fine the way it was. And I even did. I liked season two. Because I watched through season two where Regina's mom came and started screwing things yeah. up. And like that made sense. That was fine. But again, you're right. It serviced better as a mini series. Um, and I agree from what I can, from what I've read, because I've never seen Heroes. But from what I read about it, it serviced better as a, a, a mini series. Or it, it could have even been like, it could, I think if you changed who the heroes were every season. Yeah. And that every season be a different storyline up from a different perspective, because uh, one of the reviews or things I had read was there's only so many times I can watch someone go, what? I'm a normal human being who now all of a sudden has a superpower. (laughs) Well, and they started doing uh, comic book tropes that were just tired comic book tropes Mm -hmm. where one of the comic book tropes is no one's ever dead that, you know, 
even, you know, even uh, you can, you know, see someone's funeral and they're still going to find some magic crystal. Uh, Robot Chicken does a bit with this where it's like all the DC superheroes at a funeral and Batman gets somebody's like, why are we doing this? You know, you know, we're we're just going to find some magic crystal or amulets going to bring him back to life. And then, you know, I'm tired of coming to all these wakes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And and that's true. That's I mean, there's a reason that that's a trope. And they just did it where like you know something epic would happen and then um uh, like oh that that character's dead and then the next episode's like never mind um the other one that they did um that i read about was ali larder's character got killed off but then oh came back uh, as her twin sister and not her twin her one of three triplets and it was just like grown like oh my god of course she's it's her it's her triplet oh um and then the other thing too that um that what i think was maybe a little bit ahead of its time was like the villain in season one was awesome and then they kill him off in the penultimate episode and you got to be careful in killing off a character that commands the screen the way that actor did Mm -hmm. because then you go, Oh, so one of the good things that I liked about the show is no longer here. So why would I want to watch this now? Now? I mean, you can argue, well, look, game of Thrones got rid of Sean Bean in three quarters of a season and that Mm -hmm. turned out fine. And it's like, yeah, but I think there were also some other actors that helped carry that. Uh, I mean, those, the show, the the book and the show are written that other characters hold and carry the story. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and, you know, you mentioned it, the writer's strike happens. So season two is only, I think, like 12 episodes Correct. because of the writer's strike. And that screwed a lot of things up and they lost a lot of steam as a result mm-hmm. of the strike. There was nothing you could really do. So then they were forced to kind of end the season two before it was ready to end and then a lot of shows remember we talked about that with pushing daisies pushing yeah. daisies got screwed up because of the writer's strike a lot of shows that happened to and I, I i again please office ladies have me on i i don't i've only watched the office through once so it's not like i'm great but like they mentioned they because they were on during the writer's strike they were yeah. nbc's other number one show at this point and they mentioned that they had a season that got cut drastically short. They lost a bunch of fun episodes because of it. And they were really nervous about what would happen because of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so I, it, to me, it seems like it was just, again, the, the perfect storm of a whole bunch of stuff. And I, I, I think the problem with a TV show taken off is when you have a really good idea for a one season TV show. And then it's like, oh, shoot. I have to make more often. I think in heroes follows this. You can, you can come up with a good second season. You can be like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Here's where this goes. And I think once upon a time follows this, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's another good example where I thought season two was still really, really good. But then it starts getting season three, four, five. And, um, it, it just, it, it, did you you finish once upon a time? I, I I have finished Once Upon a Time. Oh wow, you're a brave man. Um, and there's arcs that I like that they do throughout it. The, Regina's whole arc is fantastic. She's the best throughout. character in that show, and I will fight yeah. anyone. And I didn't yeah. finish the show, but she's the best character. They give her a whole arc, and it's great. Um, but 
it starts to feel the same. It starts to get convoluted. And, and, and in terms of heroes, you know, we've talked a little about how they start to like have to go all these backflips and even Zachary Quinto plays one of the villains. And so now it's like, Oh, but now he's not a villain, but he is, but now he's not. And he is, and it, it became this like flip flop and and you were like, wait, so what what side are you on now? And so it's the, it's this they have to do too much to try to drive the plot forward mm-hmm. because they weren't really planning on doing anything beyond a season. I think you can tell the shows that kind of like have a good idea for a show and get a first season out. And it's like fine. And it, and it, you know, brings people in and, but then once they know they're going to get renewed more, you can tell that then there's some thought process on later seasons and they've planned for this. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, okay. Like we're going to, we're going to, this is where we're going to go in this season. This is where we're going to go in this season. This is how we're going to set everything up. Um, You know, I think a little bit, that's kind of like what the star Wars universe is right now be able to do with the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett and the upcoming series is they know that they've got us, the audience that the ratings are going to be high. And so they can, they can now not just make a season of TV for the season of TV. They can think about this story as a whole and write each season as a piece of this story rather than these like, Oh shoot. We didn't think this was going to get, we didn't think this was going to happen. So Crap, what, what, what do we do now? <laughs> I think that's also the beauty of the way TV works now, which is streaming, which yeah. actually kind of moves me into a, a point I wanted to bring up. And I don't know, maybe I'm jumping the shark here, which didn't hear it was technically jump the shark a lot, but um, bumps. Um, wow. I told you there are consequences for dipping on me. I don't care if it was for your mental health, Matt. I'm going to punish you with puns and uh, bad dad jokes. Um, I'm used to it. Your dad, you're supposed to be. I'm not. Mm-hmm, I have yeah. no excuse. Um, is that the last, the creator of the show proclaims that the last season should not have been its last season, but we were in a different time and place in terms of media back then. It looks to me, from what I can gather, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, the show goes off the air because it has bad live viewership ratings. But that's all that mattered back in 2010. But according to the show creator, there were they had the highest number of downloads on like iTunes or something. They had the highest streaming. Like people were the highest DVRs. Heroes was still pulling in a huge audience. They just weren't watching it at its time slot. They were watching it at other times. And now that 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 is what matters because nothing, none of the big shows or movies and stuff like that have time slots. Like I just saw. The Oscar nominations, uh, Don't Look Up, is nominated yeah. for an Oscar. That's not a movie that was in theaters. That was only on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, things have changed so drastically in, in how we take in media. And that was around the same time. Again, Office Ladies talk about this when, um, like, The Office was getting episodes dropped on iTunes. Like, that was a whole new world still in 2010. Um, and so the numbers were technically great, just corporate wouldn't have recognized it because it was a different time Mm -hmm. Um, and And they hadn't quite caught up with the new metrics correct um and then they are able to bring it back for what is supposed to be a one season and is a one season mini like special event series i think is what they refer to it as but apparently 
it wasn't marketed correctly. And so everyone was expecting more and then they didn't get more and then they were upset and it's considered uh, heroes reborn is considered very lackluster and it was supposed to tie up loose ends, but it doesn't tie up any of the cliffhangers really. Cause the season ends with one of the heroes, like revealing their powers to the world. And I can understand as that being a next logical step in the story where it's like, okay, now we're going to look into the relationship of how they now have to interact with the world, with the world knowing about these powers. That seems interesting, but apparently not for the, for, for corporate and the writers. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's, and, and, and sometimes like, I mean, how many shows and movies become cult classics because they're just not appreciated in their time or even they are, or like stuff just happens. And then it, it down the line, you go, Oh my gosh, why is this movie not a classic? I, I, to this day, Atlantis, the lost empire, the 2001 Disney movie. Every time I watch that movie, I'm like, why do we all not love this movie? This movie's awesome. And it's just because, and I, we did an episode on it on the beers and ears. And it was this crazy story of how the critics butchered it because it wasn't beauty and the beast or wasn't a musical, like what, what Disney had done. And Disney was very clear of like, yeah, it's not that because we don't want it to be that. That would be like, well, you know what? Um, West side story is a bad movie because it's, it's, it's no, um, the revenant. And it's like, well, yeah, the revenant and West side story are, are two different genres of film. They're not trying to be the same. (laughs) Yeah. Like beauty and the beast is marketed at, at like girls who want to be princesses and Atlantis was marketed really for boys. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, like th- super cool movie, awesome movie that just at the time did not I need get them the to re- do a live action remake of that one with Tom Holland as my, yes, that is, that is my dream there. I think, I mean, I one... want Tom Holland to be in everything. I love Tom Holland. I think he's delightful and very charming. Yeah. I, I, I would love for them to remake that one. Treasure Planet is another one that I've never seen Treasure Planet. That one's, that one's not, I, I, I don't go so far as to be like, why is this not a classic? But it's got some super cool stuff and it's got a really cool like computer game that I bought when the Steam sale was going on. And it's fun. You like captain the, you captain a ship and you get into like naval battles and in space. And it's super cool. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. Um, again, cool characters. Um, there's this really adorable character named Morph that he's like this pink blob that. Yeah, I'm that, familiar with the pink blob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, um, but I, I I wonder if Heroes falls a little bit under that where people just kind of lost interest because they lost interest. And I, it, sometimes that happens and there's nothing you can do to necessarily explain it away. Like, I mean, 2008 was also the the housing crisis and. A lot of people were struggling uh, financially and probably under more stress and maybe not, you know, in a place where they wanted to watch as much TV. I mean, I get that way where when I'm stressed or depressed or anxious, I don't want to sit down and watch my favorite shows. I I, I like do other stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it. I, I get. I think it. Ha, it. It suffered. To me, it suffered that curse of the writer strike happening, and then this concept of it. It kind of treading a little bit of new waters, and probably that. Well, we got to keep going big, and we kind of keep doing this, and we have to keep them on their. Like I. 
like one of my favorites, I think we've talked about this before is in terms of like one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard about TV is in Schitt's Creek. Um, and it's uh, Dan Levy said the first season, I don't think he said the first season wasn't good, but he essentially went, yeah, the first season isn't like the strongest, but that's because you're still trying to get to know who these people are. And we had to write and build a relationship with you and them so that when we got to season two, you're very invested. And that's the struggle that TV has is you can't rush it. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes what happens, sounds like to me what happened is Heroes rushed it in season one and got everything going. And then they didn't have as much for the back end to help yeah. uplift them. Yeah. But you look at some of the great like sitcoms like Office, Parks and Rec. You talk to fans of the show. The first season is not it their favorite. Good. No. It's it's like seasons three, four, five that like are really beloved seasons for that for that reason that you've invested in the characters. And I think there's a lot of shows like that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Game of Thrones peaked in that like season three, season four. I think that was like the height of the fandom. Yeah, that's what, well, I think around season three is when the Red Wedding episode happened. And then that, and then that's when the show became viral and was on the news. And then people who didn't know what was happening learned what the show was. That's why I knew what the show was. I had read the books. Um, so I, I didn't watch the show. I did not have access to HBO at the time, but I had read the books and, and, you know, had fans in my life and, you know, was like reading recaps to like see where they were at. Cause they were following the books very, very closely. And I remember thinking, oh, the red wedding is coming up and people are going to lose their minds. And, and so this is very nerdy of me but i camped social media the night that i knew game of thrones came out i was like i gotta see everyone's reaction to this because i know what's happening and nobody like i mean anyone who hasn't read the books doesn't do i I, i'm going to i need i i loved i i got to i so i some up front language is hard i had a friend who got into Game of Thrones after I had gotten into it and I would go over and hang out with them and I'd watch, I'd watch with them and I would already knew it was going to happen. So they, when they got to the red wedding, I recorded them because <laughs> I knew they were going to freak out. I had a friend who tried to do that to me. So I missed the the night. I, I think I worked, I think I was at the Disney store Yeah, and I couldn't watch because I had a group of friends we'd all watch together. And so I missed that day. And so I had to go at a later day and I was sitting and I was watching and I had a couple friends there and the one who had introduced us to the shows, he had read the books. And then he, he pulled out a camera to try and record me and I'm watching the show and I'm not going to say what happens. Um, I should be able to at this point because the yes. show's been. Okay. Spoiler but, alert. If you don't want to know what happens in Game of Thrones, stop. I mean, go don't ahead. worry. I'm not going to say anything too dramatic. I mean, a lot of people die in this, this, at this event. I didn't care about any of these characters. <laughs> so they killed like three main characters, I want to say. Uh, and I sat there and I watched it. And I'm used to it at this point. The show kills main characters all the time. And it's three characters that I don't care about, whose stories I don't care about, from a house I don't care about. And I just go, <laughs> uh-huh. Huh? And then it ends. And I turn and I look at my friend who's holding the camera, big wolf grin. And I go, was that it? <laughs> that was the end they killed a bunch of extras and three main characters that i don't like i thought half the cast was gonna die and then he started yelling at me about how i don't understand how important this is to the story and da, 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 da. And i'm like 
I don't like them. I'm not upset that they've died. <laughs> they were whiny and irritating. I'm mad that this one character is dead because I thought she was a good actress and she was fun. But no, I don't care about the big two that were that you're upset about. Um, and no. Oh, goodness. Um, anyway, heroes. Yes, yes, heroes. I mean, do you have anything else on here? Did you look up any meat merch on eBay? Of course I did. Oh, so please tell us. Um, so what can I get? Oh, so this one was weird. It was difficult because I couldn't just type in heroes. I got all kinds of different things. I got some disturbing things. Don't ju- found the disturbing things. Um, it was hard to narrow down just this TV show, and even still, the grand scheme of it, like. When I got to the list, there were other items, random things mixed in from other shows and other things. But from what I can tell, I don't know if this is the most expensive item. It is expensive, but it's effing weird is what it is. Ooh. And that's why I'm featuring it. Interesting. This, is, this is my weird item. On eBay, someone is claiming to be selling um, something from the set. Something okay. from the, a piece of prop from the show. I have a very, very hard time believing that that's what this is because shows like, again, I can, I can explain it with the office. I know there's a warehouse at NBC with every prop and costume piece that was ever used. And it is labeled by episode. So I have a hard time believing that this is actually something someone was able to sell. Um, It is called heroes, NBC season one, episode six, homecoming, Peter, or Milo Ventimiglia. I'm so sorry, Milo. Please don't hurt me. Um, screen used body dummy. Okay. So I'm assuming, and please fill me in here, Matt. In season one, episode six, Homecoming, does Milo get cut in half? Um, I do not remember. <laughs> um, because what someone is selling is the bottom half of a body. <laughs> It looks like a like it's pants and a shirt and like they're like excuse me I'm so sorry to sneeze um, bless you thank you there's like gore there's like really badly like fake gore that was well not badly this was obviously professionally done and on camera with all the lights and stuff it's gonna look great but like with a flash from a camera up close it's like clearly foam that's been painted so it looks like someone's character got severed in half um, like oh. right at the waist. I love it. Um, How much are we talking? $500. Oh, my gosh. Free free local pickup. Um, You can get it in California. Okay. Makes sense. uh, Oh, there's other heroes. Okay, wait. I I didn't scroll down. Apparently, you can buy um, a bloody wardrobe from Allie Larder's character. But the thing is, is I don't understand how these things got out. Like something this big in the drastic got out. The scene reference is when he falls off the roof protecting Claire and puts himself back together. Okay. That's what this is. Okay. Um, form torso, torso isn't in that good of shape um, and is separating. I want to see if it says how we got a hold of it. It doesn't. I mean, it might have been like this isn't a real like the the foam thing when isn't like a prop. That's like a special effects thing. Yes, but it's the, the, the costume pieces would have. It would have been true. a replica yeah. costume piece, just like someone is apparently selling a bloody dress jacket item that Nikki Larder had worn also for $500. I think it's being, Oh no, this is in Maryland. Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. You can buy, apparently you can buy a jacket um, and bloody tank top from heroes season one. 
Um, I'm just really confused as to how people are apparently getting their hands on these items. That's that's that that's my big thing. But yeah, apparent the weirdest thing I've ever seen is you can buy Milo, whatever his last name is, um, his bloody bottom torso from episode six of Heroes for five hundred dollars, but you have to go pick it up. I would rather get a McPizza hat <laughs> and was wear that, it around. How, how expensive was the McPizza hat? I don't remember. That was a it's while. Like hundred bucks. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think too many things would end by marriage, but I think if I ordered a hundred dollar McDonald's big pizza hat, that would that, do it. That might. I think that would do it. Um, that might. That, but what a way to go! <laughs> really, that's the way to go. <laughs> what a what a what a thing to be. I have to I'm, say, in divorce I'm out court. at the club with my McPizza hat, picking up chicks like Looking hey, for hey a girl, wife. Hey, 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 ladies. <laughs> Uh, my first wife let me because of this McPizza hat. <laughs> what a conversation started. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking to break the ice, um, I have been out of the dating game for a while, but I suppose if you're looking to break the ice, wearing a McPizza hat. That's the way to go. Is the way to go. Ladies, let us know if a guy walked up to you in like anyone, a bar. Or a anyone, co- anyone, anyone, any gender. Any animal, really. If 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 the thing you were attracted to, the person, place, or thing, whatever floats your boat, walked up to you with a McPizza hat and said, "Hey," and like started hitting on you and referenced their pizza hat in the hitting on you, would you find this attractive? I could only think of one one pickup line, and it's very dirty, and so I'm not going to say it. Children could be listening. So that's that's so think about someone sexually hitting on you in a McPizza hat. Okay. Using okay. the McPizza hat at like Matt the okay, like you looked really understanding. That wasn't like a oh yeah, no that's a lot. I don't want that. That was a you know what? Maybe I would leave my wife if someone hit on me in a McPizza hat and made like a sexual joke using the hat as point of reference. I'm concerned. Here's the problem is I don't hang out in any place that someone could hit on me. I hang out at church and work with 90-year-old ladies that I still get hit on um, just by 90-year-old ladies. Um, but like if I'm one of them sh- was in a McPizza hat? Um, unfortunately, none of them own McPizza hats. One of them asked me for hugs about every 20 minutes. It's Aww. Wanda. Wanda wants to hug me. Um, another one, like, you, you, sorry, listeners, you can't see my face, but, like, she gets all smiley and, like, oh, hello, hi. What is that like? My residents hated me. Um, I mean, it's, it's delightful. And one of them, one of them likes to hold my hand and then put it next to her cheek and then fall asleep. Oh, that's so sweet. It's, it's very nice. I could probably spend eight hours holding this woman's hand oh. and if, if like I didn't have other work to do. Mm. Um, so yes, yes. My, my, you know, I, I, you know, if, if, if it is a boost of confidence, I'll be honest. Like when, 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 uh, when 90 year old ladies are like really interested in you, it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> So I, we kind of already said it at the start, but since we've finished talking about everything, I just want to reiterate heroes shouldn't, should it get rebooted? There's no way. And again, we, we talked about it. This, there's so much superhero content, not just movies, but TV. And I mean, it's, it's so saturated at this point and it's so, um, you know, everything's in the basis of already printed media that trying to come up with superheroes and 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 there's all the variations on it. you know you've got the boys on amazon prime which is your like edgy 
superhero movie of like, you know, what if superheroes were jerks? Um, you know, you've got uh, Invincible on Amazon Prime is a little bit more of like your your gritty superhero movie. You've got, you know, your campy superhero movies, your serious superhero movies. You, you've got it all. And even you've got the, you know, heroes like superhero movies out there. I am totally blanking on the name of this movie, but I know there's one where like teenagers discover this asteroid and then they just, they, they develop superpowers and one of them turns evil. And like it, 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 it it's, it wouldn't work because it, it, it's already out there. And so if they tried to do it again, it would just be like, yeah, we've, we've, We've done We've it already. We we have this already. Why what, do we need this more? What kind of TV show would you like to see in the world? What kind of TV show would I like to see in the world? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, oh, I would like to see some type of show with. I got. I like. I really don't know. Do you have an answer to that question? Technically, yes. So I have a I have a selfish dream TV show that okay. I've always wanted to be a like I've wanted a hoster to be in the cast. Um, uh, there used to be, and heck, I could talk about this. Like I could do a whole episode about this. There used to be a game show for Clue. Yes, and we talked about it back. Yes, when, I back watched it on YouTube. It's very fun. You didn't tell me you watched it. Yes, yes, because I, I figured out the guy Wait. from NCIS yes. uh, no, was, yes. I was Professor Plum. With your, your wife, yeah, I remember. So yeah. you did tell me. But um, there was a game show for Clue, and um, in Europe it was called Cluedo, and they did it in most Europe, a lot of European countries. And I think it was very cute and very successful and very charming and something we didn't did and something I think could be very successful here based off of how we consume media, how we like mysteries, how we like that game show element. I think that would play in very well. Oh. I, however, I will say I'm seeing more media for this and it brings me joy. I am not a sci-fi or superhero. That is not my genre of choice. My genre of choice is fantasy. So seeing um, a lot more like Game of Thronesy things, uh, like the Vox Machina show yeah, based on yeah, the critical yeah. role on Amazon Prime floats my boat. Um, and I know there have been other shows like that coming out, but that's a genre I haven't seen a lot of media for outside of like the Lord of the Rings. They're have doing watched, a Lord of the Rings series. Have you watched Wheel of Time? No, but I've heard it's good. You would like it. Uh, if you like fantasy, I I watched the first season. It's really great. Um, um, but I, I, love, I didn't read any of the books or anything. I just watched the show. It's oh, really great. Know it was a, a book series. Yeah, it's it's one of the book series that I would not recommend getting into because it's like 13 novels and it's like J.R.R. Tolkien where he spends like 18 pages describing a tree in the forest that he's in and that's not my cup of tea (laughs) like i like some of my favorite books are like i really love this book series called the tales from pal and they're parody satirical fantasy novels that's um and they all take place in the same universe but each follow a different group of trepid adventurer intrepid adventurers and they're really cute and they're really funny and i laugh out loud every time i read one and they only have done three and i god i hope they do a fourth one Oh, how good those are. Um, the other um, series, I guess this is a series that I'd like to see. It still fits in that fantasy. Um, this is, again, like you said, with books. Um, it's a by a, a author named Brent Weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, it's this fantasy world where people can draft color into objects. And each color has a certain property. 
So like blue is good for this, green is good for this, yellow mm-hmm. is good for this. And then the person at the head of all this is the prism and he can draft all colors. And there it, it's, it's this, and that's the, that's just the basis, but it's this really cool world that I think visually from a TV show standpoint could be really stunning with all of the colors and there's heads of each of these colors that, you know, take on personalities mm-hmm. and it's got some really great, like there's a twist that 60% through the first book that you're like, what? And then they keep coming and there's some like I, that to me would be, it's prime for a show and it's got, you know, it's got everything that, that, that game of Thrones has, it's got intrigue and, uh, assassinations and all this other stuff. And I, that would be, if, if you have not read, it's the Lightbringer, uh, right? The Lightbringer light. Uh, I'm going to check this up. Um, the light, yes, the Lightbringer series. Um, the first book being, um, the black prism. Um, if you're looking for a, a book to start, I highly recommend that. Interesting. Yeah, it's very, very cool. The other thing that's totally unrelated to all this, this is my million dollar idea, Chris. And and I'm going to say it on this pod so someone, I guess, technically could steal it. But it is on record that this is my idea. The Olympics are going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I was watching with my residents today and they showed this Olympic speed skaters quads. And they were just pure muscle, mm-hmm. like massive muscle. And I was like, I'm never going to be that. So what we need is the average people Olympics. Oh, I would watch the bit. Is this where like the concept where they like put a regular Joe against like you, like you can see the actual fast, but like, no, like no, no, here's no. the average American person running. So you can get the perspective of how fast this Olympians actually going. No, 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 no. I want the average American doing what they're best at. So, uh, dishwasher races. Here oh are the God. dishes. Who can fit these dishes into the dishwasher and piece them together correctly? Thermostat wars. Each person in the house is given a temperature that the house is set at. And then they have certain tasks that they have to do. And they have to sneakily get the temperature to the temperature that they want without the other person noticing. Um, Lawn mowing. You know, if they've got a course that there might be tricky trees or something like that. you got to get the lawn mowed. Um, you know, snow shoveling, you could very easily do like, there's some potential here. The regular people Olympics, the regular people Olympics. What would your, um, sport be my sport? Um, let's see. Um, I would probably, I mean, I can load a dishwasher pretty well. Like I I can cram a lot of things into a dishwasher. So I, I think, I think I could do that. So, you know, I, I think, I think there's something there. Regular people. Regular people Olympics. Yes. Casual eating. Like, like you know, just how well do you casually eat throughout a night? I would be really good at uh, cr- cramming a lot of crap in a really small space. Yes. That's something yes. my mom taught me how to do. Uh, yes. Packing a car. You're, about, you're, t- you're taking your daughter to college and here are the things that you need to get into your little Subaru. Make it work. Who can I do heard- it the fastest? Real fast, because you're talking about Golden Girls, and then we should probably let these poor people get on with their lives. <laughs> but I had a friend recently say that, I, I think it's they have a friend who has a Subaru, and they've named it, or no, 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 it's not a friend of theirs, it's on a show. There's some show where someone has like a, a car, anyway, 
there's a Subaru in the show, but they refer to it as their Subaru McClanahan. <laughs> and I want a Subaru now just for that. That's fantastic. Um, all right. We, yeah, like you said, it's time to close up the museum. Our tour is now getting to the point where people are going, can we like get to the gift shop um, and, and buy our souvenirs? I want to buy, buy the bottom half of Milo. <laughs> buy, buy, buy the bottom foam half of Milo. Um, yeah. So, uh, Chris, if they want to um, uh, get a hold of us, how do they do that? You can find us on Twitter at Discontinued Pod, on Instagram at Discontinued On Display, and you could email us at Discontinued On Display at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We love if you have suggestions for TV shows you want us to talk about or other things you want us to talk about, or you just want to tell us how awesome we are or how badly we can say other people's names. We love it. We're here for it all. And Matt, after they've uh, followed us and emailed us, what else should they do? Um, you should go to the sorcerernetwork.com. Um, because of my mental health, uh, thing, I've not done a whole lot of work on it, but, um, I, I thought I'm, you were going to say because of my mental health, you should go look at my website. And I, I mean, be like, Matt, that's rude. I mean, if, if we want to, yeah, I, I don't want to guilt you into it, but, um, I have not updated as much, but, um, uh, I, my hope is by the time this episode drops, um, I'll have, I, I have an idea for an actual like blog post article Ooh. that I'm working on. I'm working on a piece. I'm, I'm, I'm so like cool journalist person. I'm working on a piece about something. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, definitely go check that out. And, um, I've got some other stuff that is kind of in the works. It's in the very early stages. So I don't want to like reveal anything because I'm not sure it's actually going to work. And so I don't want to <laughs> do anything until, uh, I am official, but we've got some other stuff that's, um, that's, uh, that I think is coming down the pipeline. So, um, I'm, I'm excited about it. So get in on the ground floor, get in early. And also, um, make sure to give us five stars wherever you're listening, give us a review, subscribe. So that way that you can be notified the next time we do some weird podcast shenanigans and take you on a journey about things that aren't maybe in the episode title, but Hey, we had fun. You probably had fun. Give us five stars. <laughs> you probably had fun. <laughs> uh, we had fun. That's all that matters. All that matters. Yeah. yeah. And we learned that if you're feeling a little blue, you should reach out to a friend or family member. Yes, absolutely. That's or reach matter. out to us. I will, you know, I'll, I'll happily talk talk through you. We'll be your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>